Book 11, Part 1 of the Aeneid. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lisa Cho. The Aeneid by Publius Virgilius Maro. Translated by John Dryden. Book 11, Debaters and a Warrior Girl. Part 1. Scarce had the rosy morning raised her head above the waves, and left her watchery bed. The pious chief, whom double cares attend for his unburied soldiers and his friend, yet first to heaven performed a victor's vows. He barred an ancient oak of all her boughs. Then on a rising ground the trunk he placed, which with the spoils of his dead foe he graced. The coat of arms by proud Mezentius worn, now on a naked snag in triumph borne, was hung on high and glittered from afar, a trophy sacred to the god of war. Above his arms, fixed on a leafless wood, appeared his plumy crest besmeared with blood. His brazen buckler on the left was seen, truncheons of shivered lances hung between, and on the right was placed his corslet, bored, and to the neck was tied his unavailing sword. A crowd of chiefs enclosed the godlike man, who thus, conspicuous in the midst, began, Our toils, my friends, are crowned with sure success. The greater part performed, achieve the less. Now follow cheerful to the trembling town, press but an entrance, and presume it won. Fear is no more, for fierce Mezentius lies, as the first fruits of war, a sacrifice. Turnus shall fall extended on the plain, and in this omen is already slain. Prepared in arms, pursue your happy chance, that none unwarned may plead his ignorance. And I, at heaven's appointed hour, may find your warlike ensigns waving in the wind. Meantime, the rites and funeral pomps prepare, due to your dead companions of the war. The last respect the living can bestow, To shield their shadows from contempt below. That conquered earth be theirs for which they fought, And which for us with their own blood they bought. But first the corpse of our unhappy friend To the sad city of Evander send, Who, not inglorious in his age's bloom, Was hurried hence by too severe a doom. Thus, weeping while he spoke, he took his way, where, new in death, lamented Pallas lay. Acoetes watched the corpse, whose youth deserved the father's trust, and now the son he served with equal faith, but less auspicious care. The attendants of the slain his sorrow share. A troop of Trojans mixed with these appear, and mourning matrons with disheveled hair. Soon as the prince appears, they raise a cry, all beat their breasts, and echoes rend the sky. They rear his drooping forehead from the ground. But, when Aeneas viewed the grisly wound, which Pallas in his manly bosom bore, and the fair flesh disdained with purple gore, first melting into tears, the pious man deplored so sad a sight, then thus began. Unhappy youth! When fortune gave the rest of my full wishes, she refused the best. She came, but brought not thee along, to bless my longing eyes and share in my success. 
she grudged thy safe return the triumphs due to prosperous valor in the public view not thus i promised when thy father lent thy needless succor with his sad consent embraced me parting for the turian land and sent me to possess a large command he warned and from his own experience told our foes were warlike disciplined and bold and now perhaps in hopes of thy return rich odors on his loaded altars burn while we with vain officious pomp prepare to send him back his portion of the war a bloody breathless body which can owe no farther debt but to the powers below the wretched father ere his race is run shall view the funeral honors of his son these are my triumphs of the latian war fruits of my plighted faith and boasted care and yet unhappy sire thou shalt not see a son whose death disgraced his ancestry thou shalt not blush old man however grieved thy palace no dishonest wound received he died no death to make thee wish too late thou hadst not lived to see his shameful fate but what a champion has the sonian coast and what a friend hast thou ascanius lost thus having mourned he gave the word around to raise the breathless body from the ground and chose a thousand horse the flower of all his warlike troops to wait the funeral to bear him back and share evander's grief a well-becoming but a weak relief of oaken twigs they twist an easy bier then on their shoulders the sad burden rear the body on this rural hearse is borne strewed leaves and funeral greens the bier adorn all pale he lies and looks a lovely flower new cropped by virgin hands to dress the bower unfaded yet but yet unfed below no more to mother earth or the green stern shall owe then two fair vests of wondrous work and cost of purple woven and with gold embossed for ornament the trojan hero brought which with her hands sidonian dido wrought one vest arrayed the corpse and one they spread o'er his closed eyes and wrapped around his head that when the yellow hair in flame should fall the catching fire might burn the golden call besides the spoils of foes in battle slain when he descended on the latian plain arms trappings horses by the hearse are led in long array the achievements of the dead then pinioned with their hands behind appear the unhappy captives marching in the rear appointed offerings in the victor's name to sprinkle with their blood the funeral flame inferior trophies by the chiefs are borne gauntlets and helms their loaded hands adorn and fair inscriptions fixed and titles read of latian leaders conquered by the dead Acoetes on his pupil's corpse attends, with feeble steps supported by his friends, pausing at every pace in sorrow drowned, betwixt their arms he sinks upon the ground, where, groveling while he lies in deep despair, he beats his breast and rends his hoary hair. The champion's chariot next is seen to roll, besmeared with hostile blood, and honorably foul 
To close the pomp, Aethon, the steed of state, Is led the funerals of his lord to wait. Stripped of his trappings, with a sullen pace he walks, And the big tears run rolling down his face. The lance of Pallas and the crimson crest Are borne behind, the victor seized the rest. The march begins, the trumpets hoarsely sound, The pikes and lances trail along the ground. Thus while the Trojan and Arcadian horse To Palantian towers direct their course, In long procession ranked, the pious chief Stopped in the rear, and gave a vent to grief. The public care, he said, which war attends, Diverts our present woes, at least suspends. Peace with the manes of great palace dwell, Hail holy relics, and a last farewell. He said no more, but inly through he mourned, Restrained his tears, and to the camp returned. Now suppliants from Laurentum sent Demand a truce with olive branches in their hand. Obtest his clemency, and from the plain Beg leave to draw the bodies of their slain. They plead that none those common rights deny To conquered foes that in fair battle die. All cause of hate was ended in their death, Nor could he war with bodies void of breath. A king, they hoped, would hear a king's request, Whose son he once was called, and once his guest. Their suit, which was too just to be denied, The hero grants, and farther thus replied, O Latian princes, how severe a fate In causeless quarrels has involved your state, And armed against an unoffending man, Who sought your friendship ere the war began. You beg a truce which I would gladly give, Not only for the slain, but those who live. I came not hither but by heaven's command, And sent by fate to share the Latian land. Nor wage I wars unjust, your king denied my proffered friendship and my promised bride. Left me for Turnus. Turnus then should try his cause in arms, to conquer or to die. My right and his are in dispute. The slain fell without fault, our quarrel to maintain. In equal arms let us alone contend, and let him vanquish whom his fates befriend. This is the way, so tell him, to possess the royal virgin, and restore the peace. Bear this message back with ample leave, that your slain friends may funeral rites receive. Thus having said, the ambassadors, amazed, stood mute a while, and on each other gazed. Drances, their chief, who harbored in his breast long hate to Turnus, as his foe professed, broke silence first and to the godlike man with graceful action bowing thus began auspicious prince in arms a mighty name but yet whose actions far transcend your fame would i your justice or your force express thought can be equal and all words are less your answer we shall thankfully relate and favors granted to the latian state if wished success our labor shall attend, Think peace concluded, and the king your friend. Let Turnus leave the realm to your command, And seek alliance in some other land. 
build you the city which your fates assign we shall be proud in the great work to join thus drances and his words so well persuade the rest empowered that soon a truce is made twelve days the term allowed and during those latians and trojans now no longer foes mixed in the woods for funeral piles prepare to fell the timber and forget the war loud axes through the groaning groves resound oak mountain ash and poplar spread the ground first fall from high and some the trunks receive in loaded wains with wedges some they cleave and now the fatal news by fame is blown through the short circuit of the arcadian town a palace slain by fame which just before his triumphs on distended pinions bore rushing from out the gate the people stand each with a funeral flambeau in his hand wildly they stare distracted with amaze the fields are lightened with a fiery blaze that cast a sullen splendor on their friends the marching troop which their dead prince attends both parties meet they raise a doleful cry the matrons from the walls with shrieks reply and their mixed mourning rends the vaulted sky the town is filled with tumult and with tears till the loud clamors reach evander's ears forgetful of his state he runs along with a disordered pace and cleaves the throng falls on the corpse and groaning there he lies with silent grief that speaks but at his eyes short sighs and sobs succeed till sorrow breaks a passage and at once he weeps and speaks o pallas thou hast failed thy plighted word to fight with caution not to tempt the sword i warned thee but in vain for well i knew what perils youthful ardor would pursue that boiling blood would carry thee too far young as thou wert in dangers raw to war o cursed essay of arms disastrous doom prelude of bloody fields and fights to come hard elements of unauspicious war vain vows to heaven and unavailing care thrice happy thou dear partner of my bed whose holy soul the stroke of fortune fled precious of ills and leaving me behind to drink the dregs of life by fate assigned beyond the goal of nature i have gone my palace late set out but reached too soon if for my league against the Ausonian state amidst their weapons i had found my fate deserved from them then i had been returned a breathless victor and my son had mourned yet will i not my trojan friend upbraid nor grudge the alliance i so gladly made twas not his fault my palace fell so young but my own crime for having lived too long yet since the gods had destined him to die at least he led the way to victory first for his friends he won the fatal shore and sent whole herds of slaughtered foes before a death too great too glorious to deplore nor will i add new honors to thy grave content with those the trojan hero gave that funeral pomp thy phrygian friends designed 
in which the Tuscan chiefs and army joined. Great spoils and trophies gained by thee they bear. Then let thy own achievements be thy share. Even thou, O Turnus, hadst a trophy stood, whose mighty trunk had better graced the wood. If Pallas had arrived with equal length of years to match thy bulk with equal strength, but why, unhappy man, dost thou detain these troops to view the tears thou shedst in vain? Go, friends, this message to your lord relate. Tell him that, if I bear my bitter fate, and after Pallas's death live lingering on, tis to behold his vengeance for my son. I stay for Turnus, whose devoted head is owing to the living and the dead. My son and I expect it from his hand. Tis all that he can give, or we demand. Joy is no more, but I would gladly go to greet my palace with such news below. The morn had now dispelled the shades of night, restoring toils when she restored the light. The Trojan king and Tuscan chief command to raise the piles along the winding strand. Their friends convey the dead funeral fires. Black smoldering smoke from the green wood expires. The light of heaven is choked and the new day retires. Then thrice around the kindled piles they go, for ancient custom had ordained it so. Thrice horse and foot about the fires are led, and thrice with loud laments they hail the dead. Tears trickling down their breasts bedew the ground, and drums and trumpets mix their mournful sound. Amid the blaze their pious brethren throw the spoils in battle taken from the foe. Helms, bits embossed, and swords of shining steel, one casts a target, one a chariot wheel. Some to their fellows their own arms restore, the falchions which in luckless fight they bore. Their bucklers pierced, and their darts bestowed in vain, and shivered lances gathered from the plain. Whole herds of offered bulls about the fire, and bristled boars and woolly sheep expire. Around the piles a careful troop attends to watch the wasting flames and weep their burning friends, lingering along the shore till dewy night new decks the face of heaven with starry light. The conquered Latians, with like pious care, piles without number for their dead prepare. Part in the places where they fell are laid, and part are to the neighboring fields conveyed. The corps of kings and captains of renown, born off in state, are buried in the town. The rest, unhonored and without a name, are cast a common heap to feed the flame. Trojans and Latians vie with like desires to make the field of battle shine with fires, and the promiscuous blaze to heaven aspires. Now had the morning thrice renewed the light, and thrice dispelled the shadows of the night, when those who round the wasted fires remain, perform the last sad office to the slain. They rake the yet warm ashes from below, these and the bones unburned in earth bestow. These relics with their country rites they grace, and raise a mount of turf to mark the place. 
but in the palace of the king appears a scene more solemn and a pomp of tears maids matrons widows mix their common moans orphans their sires and sires lament their sons all in that universal sorrow share and curse the cause of this unhappy war a broken league a bride unjustly sought a crown usurped which with their blood is bought these are the crimes with which they load the name of turnus and on him alone exclaim let him who lords it o'er the Ausonian land engage the trojan hero hand to hand his is the gain our lot is but to serve tis just though sway he seeks he should deserve this drances aggravates and adds with spite his foe expects and dares him to the fight nor turnus wants a party to support his cause and credit in the latian court his former acts secure his present fame and the queen shades him with her mighty name while thus their factious minds with fury burn the legates from the tolian prince return sad news they bring that after all the cost and care employed their embassy is lost that diomedes refused his aid in war unmoved with presence and as deaf to prayer some new alliance must elsewhere be sought or peace with troy on hard conditions bought latinus sunk in sorrow finds too late a foreign son is pointed out by fate and till aeneas shall lavinia wed the wrath of heaven is hovering o'er his head the gods he saw espoused the juster side when late their titles in the field were tried witness the fresh laments and funeral tears undried thus full of anxious thought he summons all the latian senate to the council hall the princes come commanded by their head and crowd the paths that to the palace led supreme in power and reverenced for his years he takes the throne and in the midst appears majestically sad he sits in state and bids his envoys their success relate when venulus began the murmuring sound was hushed and sacred silence reigned around we have said he performed your high command and passed with peril a long tract of land we reached the place desired with wonder filled the grecian tents and rising towers beheld great diomede has compassed round with walls the city which argyrippa he calls from his own argos named we touched with joy the royal hand that raised unhappy troy when introduced our presence first we bring then crave an instant audience from the king his leave obtained our native soil we name and tell the important cause for which we came attentively he heard us while we spoke then with soft accents and a pleasing look made this return ausonian race of old renowned for peace and for an age of gold what madness has your altered minds possessed to change for war hereditary rest solicit arms unknown and tempt the sword a needless ill your ancestors abhorred we for myself i speak and all the name of grecians who to troy's destruction came omitting those who were in battle slain or borne by rolling simois to the main 
not one but suffered and too dearly bought the prize of honor which in arms he sought some doomed to death and some in exile driven outcasts abandoned by the care of heaven so worn so wretched so despised a crew as even old priam might with pity view witness the vessels by minerva tossed in storms the vengeful capharian coast the euboean rocks the prince whose brother led our armies to revenge his injured bed in egypt lost ulysses with his men have seen charybdis and the cyclops den why should i name idomeneus in vain restored to scepters and expelled again or young achilles by his rival slain even he the king of men the foremost name of all the greeks and most renowned by fame the proud revenger of another's wife yet by his own adulteress lost his life fell at his threshold and the spoils of troy the foul polluters of his bed enjoy the gods have envied me the sweets of life my much-loved country and my more loved wife banished from both i mourn while in the sky transformed to birds my lost companions fly hovering about the coast they make their moan and cuff the cliffs with pinions not their own what squalid spectres in the dead of night break my short sleep and skim before my sight i might have promised to myself those harms mad as i was when i with mortal arms presumed against immortal powers to move and violate with wounds the queen of love such arms this hand shall never more employ no hate remains with me to ruined troy i war not with its dust nor am i glad to think of past events or good or bad your presence i return whate'er you bring to buy my friendship send the trojan king we met in fight i know him to my cost with what a whirling force his lance he tossed heavens what a spring was in his arm to throw how high he held his shield and rose at every blow had troy produced two more his match in might they would have changed the fortune of the fight the invasion of the greeks had been returned our empire wasted and our cities burned the long defense the trojan people made the war protracted and the siege delayed were due to hector's and this hero's hand both brave alike and equal in command aeneas not inferior in the field in pious reverence to the gods excelled make peace ye latians and avoid with care the impending dangers of a fatal war he said no more but with this cold excuse refused the alliance and advised a truce thus venulus concluded his report a jarring murmur filled the factious court as when a torrent rolls with rapid force and dashes o'er the stones that stop the course the flood constrained within a scanty space roars horrible along the uneasy race white foam in gathering eddies floats around the rocky shores rebellow to the sound the murmur ceased then from his lofty throne the king invoked the gods and thus begun i wish ye latians what we now debate had been resolved before it was too late 
much better had it been for you and me unforced by this our last necessity to have been earlier wise than now to call a council when the foe surrounds the wall o citizens we wage unequal war with men not only heaven's peculiar care but heaven's own race unconquered in the field or conquered yet unknowing how to yield what hopes you had in diomedes lay down our hopes must center on ourselves alone yet those how feeble and indeed how vain you see too well nor need my words explain vanquished without resource laid flat by fate factions within a foe without the gate not but i grant that all performed their parts with manly force and with undaunted hearts with our united strength the war we waged with equal numbers equal arms engaged you see the event now hear what i propose to save our friends and satisfy our foes a tract of land the latians have possessed along the tiber stretching to the west which now rutulians and aruncans till and their mixed cattle graze the fruitful hill those mountains filled with firs that lower land if you consent the trojan shall command called into part of what is ours and there on terms agreed the common country share there let em build and settle if they please unless they choose once more to cross the seas in search of seats remote from italy and from unwelcome inmates set us free then twice ten galleys let us build with speed or twice as many more if more they need materials are at hand a well-grown wood runs equal with the margin of the flood let them the number and the form assign the care and cost of all the stores be mine to treat the peace a hundred senators shall be commissioned hence with ample powers with olive the presents they shall bear a purple robe a royal ivory chair and all the marks of sway that latian monarchs wear and sums of gold among yourselves debate this great affair and save the sinking state then drances took the word who grudged long since the rising glories of the donian prince factious and rich bold at the council board but cautious in the field he shunned the sword a close caballer and tongue valiant lord noble his mother was and near the throne but what his father's parentage unknown he rose and took the advantage of the times to load young turnus with invidious crimes such truths o king said he your words contain as strike the sense and all replies are vain nor are your loyal subjects now to seek what common needs require but fear to speak let him give leave of speech that haughty man whose pride this unauspicious war began for whose ambition let me dare to say fear set apart though death is in my way the plains of latium run with blood around so many valiant heroes bite the ground dejected grief in every face appears a town in mourning and a land in tears while he the undoubted author of our harms the man who menaces the gods with arms 
yet after all his boasts forsook the fight and sought his safety in ignoble flight now best of kings since you propose to send such bounteous presents to your trojan friend add yet a greater at our joint request one which he values more than all the rest give him the fair lavinia for his bride with that alliance let the league be tied and for the bleeding land a lasting peace provide let insolence no longer awe the throne but with a father's right bestow your own for this maligner of the general good if still we fear his force he must be wooed his haughty godhead we with prayers implore your scepter to release and our just rights restore o cursed cause of all our ills must we wage wars unjust and fall in fight for thee what right hast thou to rule the latian state and send us out to meet our certain fate tis a destructive war from turnus hand our peace and public safety we demand let the fair bride to the brave chief remain if not the peace without the pledge is vain turnus i know you think me not your friend nor will i much with your belief contend i beg your greatness not to give the law in others realms but beaten to withdraw pity your own or pity our estate nor twist our fortunes with your sinking fate your interest is the war should never cease but we have felt enough to wish the peace a land exhausted to the last remains depopulated towns and driven plains yet if desire of fame and thirst of power a beauteous princess with a crown in dower so fire your mind in arms assert your right and meet your foe who dares you to the fight mankind it seems is made for you alone we but the slaves who mount you to the throne a base ignoble crowd without a name unwept unworthy of the funeral flame by duty bound to forfeit each his life that turnus may possess a royal wife permit not mighty man so mean a crew should share such triumphs and detain from you the post of honor your undoubted due rather alone your matchless force employ to merit what alone you must enjoy end of book eleven part one recording by lisa cho